Once again, guys, welcome back to the Fifth and Long Podcast presented to you by Patrick DeMar and Paul Kashak, the commission himself. This is part two of our two-parter this Friday, this Fifth and Long Friday, I should say. Pretty much just previewing everything that has to do with Super Wildcard Weekend uh, in this one. We are ranking the wildcard participating teams by the highest confidence level we have in them to compete for a Super Bowl. And then, of course, we're also previewing some of the games this weekend, giving our picks, um, which teams we're siding with in, in each individual matchup. Got a fun weekend of football ahead. There's a lot of crazy weather in the forecast for, for a few different games. So I'll definitely be glued to my TV this weekend. I'm sure that you folks will be as well. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out on Twitter at 5th and Long, Instagram and YouTube at 5th and Long Pod. And most importantly, enjoy the show. Let's go into our Super Bowl confidence meter for the wildcard teams playing this weekend. So this is an exercise essentially where we are giving each team competing in wildcard games this weekend a a 1 to 100 rating and our confidence level that they can make it to the Super Bowl or win a Super Bowl. Um, Do you want to start with the teams we have the least amount of confidence in and go up? Uh, Sure. Sounds good to me. You and I both have the same team with a 0% chance. It's your Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, we do. <laughs> uh, Steelers are 1-10 in 10 without TJ Watt. Historically, they're going to be facing the two-seeded Bills in the playoffs this week in a crazy weather game without TJ Watt. I, If they can somehow win this game, there's something there, maybe. I just don't see it happening. So I'm I'm putting my percentage at zero with them. I, I don't the recipe isn't there without TJ Watt with Mason Rudolph in his first ever playoff game. That's I would be beyond shocked if they advanced past this weekend. And I think you would be happily surprised at that. Yeah. I you know what? I I would be happily surprised. I mean, Patrick, I'm right there with you. I, I'd love to try to to back my team here and, and make a little bit more of a case for them, but my confidence level is at zero. I, the way I've kind of approached them in the playoffs this year is just, uh, it's kind of cool. One extra week of football, one extra week that Pittsburgh sports radio gets to talk about the Steelers. And that's kind of all I'm looking at it. Um, as some people are trying to say that the weather, you know, might neutralize the the talent gap between the teams. I don't really know. I, you know, at the end of the day, I love what Mason's done, but it's Mason Rudolph versus Josh Allen, you know, read the writing on the wall there. I agree. Zero is fair. I had one other 0% team. I actually had the Bucks, the Buccaneers, as my other zero uh, confidence level team. They're one in five versus playoff teams this year. Playing the Eagles might actually be their best chance of advancing past the first round, to be honest. Um, I But I don't see them making a run past that if they can come away with a win. They've got a great run defense with Vita Vea healthy. Uh, Antoine Winfield is an awesome safety. And yes, Mike Evans was tied for the, the league lead in touchdown receptions this year. Baker's having a career year, but I just don't think they have enough pieces to win four games in a row this time of year. It's it's out of the question for me. Zero for them. 
Yeah, um, I I put them at, in like a category um, of less than 10%, although it looks like here on my my note sheet, I actually put the greater than sign. So uh, I might need to go back into uh, and learn remedial math. But yeah, I got them at less than 10%, uh, somewhere like around 5%. Yeah, they're playing at home this week, so that helps. Um, and against a team that has been struggling, maybe if things bounce their way, they could in theory have another home playoff game uh next week that like would be the only path i see it's like oh maybe they have two home playoff games and they can get to the championship game in the nfc and then anything could happen but those are all big ifs it's a big stretch baker's a little bit banged up right now too hasn't played quite his best football over the past few weeks so um past couple weeks that is so yeah I, i'm pretty fair not much confidence in the box our next lowest team in the combined confidence meter uh, so putting our two scores together is the Dolphins. Actually, I gave them a, a 20 on the 1 to 100 confidence scale. You gave them a 15. I rated them slightly higher than you, but I feel like we have very similar opinions on them. Um, tell me why you put them where you did, because I think they were your third or fourth lowest rated team, right? Yeah. Um, and I actually have them like five points higher than the Texans, which I might honestly flip that looking over it again. But the reason that I say this is because, and we'll talk about this more when we break down the individual matchups, it comes down to the weather's supposed to be extremely cold in Kansas city this week. And Tua has never fared well in cold weather. Um, this is a team that also in a similar fashion to the Eagles has not played their best football as the season has gone along. Uh, they missing key guys on the defensive side of the ball and Bradley Chubb and Jalen Phillips. I think it's going to ultimately be too much to overcome. They got to go on the road against Patrick Mahomes to open up the playoffs. That's never a recipe for making a deep, deep run to the Super Bowl. So I don't have a lot of confidence. And then let's not forget, they never beat good teams. They beat one team with a winning record this year. So not much, not much confidence in the Finns. I'm there with you. I, I will say there is, I think a recipe for success for them this weekend. Um, if it turns into an all out running game, I like their running game better than the chiefs. And I think they could perhaps surprise Kansas city in their own building. It's not like we, we haven't seen it before, but I, I am still leaning heavily for the chiefs. Um, and even if Dolph, the, the dolphins were to somehow win this game this weekend, I don't see them beating a Buffalo on the road. I don't see them beating a Baltimore on the road. I certainly don't see them beating those two teams back to back on the road and back to back weeks. Um, so that's where I have them, where I have them. They are my, um, they're my second lowest rated AFC team, actually, in terms of my confidence in them making the Super Bowl. Um, next up, you kind of teased them earlier. We have, the Texans, as well as the Packers. We we both had kind of similar uh, scores on them collectively. So the Texans, I, I gave it 25. You gave it 10. Tell me why you have them so low. Is it just because of the, who they're playing this weekend? No, it, it actually doesn't have too much to do with that. Um, a, a little bit, actually. You know, I, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't say it that way. They are facing a very good defense. I said uh, when we were talking about the Dolphins just a minute ago, I probably would have these guys flipped if I if I reevaluated this. So I'd probably bump Texans to 15, Finns to 10. Um, the reason for me, and I absolutely love uh, what C.J. Stroud has done this year, and D'Amico Ryans for that matter, 
but they are a rookie quarterback and a first year head coach. I believe if my memory serves me right, we haven't seen a rookie quarterback win a playoff game since Russell Wilson. It's just a little bit too much youth here uh, for Houston. They could uh, steal this one against Cleveland this week just because they are playing at home. But then you would figure after that, there's a good chance they got to go on the road against more experienced quarterbacks. I just think youth is going to be a little bit too much here for the Texans. Um, that's why I only have them at 10, although, I, I, like I said, I'll probably bump them up to 15 in real time here. So Brock Purdy is actually the last rookie quarterback to – Oh, to my bad. Play. You're right. You're right. To win a How could I forget game? that? Good but call. Good call. I, I agree with you mostly. Um, it's not something we've seen before really a ton. I, I think if anybody is the guy that can prove us wrong yet again this year, it would be C.J. Stroud. Um, the Browns are going to pressure the hell out of him this weekend, and he has done an awesome job in the face of pressure. I will also say the Texans lost to the Browns head-to-head a few weeks ago in a game where C.J. Stroud was not playing. Case Keenum was their starting quarterback. And Amari Cooper had a record-setting receiving day that day as well. So that was almost like the perfect storm of things to happen. Um, in that game, that game was played in Houston as well, which this one will be. Um, but it's kind of like what I said with the Dolphins before. I just don't see them going toe-to-toe with the likes of a Baltimore and, and coming out victorious. I don't see them going on the road to Buffalo and winning that game either. They could prove me wrong, but it would be like – it would turn into my favorite Cinderella story of the year. I'll put it to you that way almost immediately. Um I just don't see it happening. So that's that's kind of where I have them, where I have them. The Packers, I gave a 10 on the confidence rating. You gave a 25. Um, this one, I was shocked you had them rated as highly as they did because I don't even think they're going to make it out of this weekend. Um, Love has 18 touchdowns, one pick since week 11. He set the world on fire the second half of the season. Their offense is great. LaFleur has does have a, a certain playoff track record where he's shown he can he can at least get you a win, maybe two. But I think their ceiling is pretty capped just because of their youth and, and their defense really isn't that special either. Yeah, you do you do make a fair point. I mean, a lot of the arguments that I was making for Houston as to why my confidence wasn't that high in them. Uh you could definitely make the same argument here for Green Bay. You're right. Youth extends beyond just the quarterback position extends to a lot of those skill skill guys. I, I just I, I really love what I've seen from Jordan Love. Again, I, I never mean to use that that pun, but uh, he's played so damn well as of late. And I, I give him a puncher's chance this week against Dallas. I'm not when I made these confidence ratings, I wasn't just solely looking at what the first round matchup is. I, I'm just considering how the team's playing as of late. I think Green Bay is is playing very hot and Dallas is like, eh, like, okay. I guess they faced Washington the last week. Um, kind of struggled in that game against Detroit the week before, even though they came out of it. I think Green Bay should have confidence because they really essentially already played a playoff game last week. You know, they needed to win to get in. They did that. I think that that could be something for these guys to build on. LaFleur has at least coached in the playoffs before. For that reason, I give I, I rate him a little bit higher than Houston, even though I do see some similarities in terms of the youth and inexperience between the Packers and Texans. So our biggest disparity in confidence came with our next team. Um, 
and we shouldn't necessarily talk about them immediately following the Packers because our, our next team in the confidence ranking would have been the Eagles in terms of like lowest to high, but we, we just spent a ton of time on them. I feel like we don't necessarily need to rehash the arguments that we just made with the Eagles and, and Sirianni and everything. Unless you really want to touch on them. Yeah, I think we've talked about the Eagles pretty, pretty comprehensively already. I think we, our listeners know what, what our opinions are of them. So our next team then would be the Cleveland Browns. I gave them a 70 on our confidence rating. <laughs> you gave them a 30. That's a huge, huge difference. Um, Just so our listeners know, among all of the teams out there this week, 70 is the highest rating that any team got for, from either myself or Patrick. No, I gave, I gave the Cowboys an 80. So they're, they're the second oh, shoot. team. Shoot, my apologies. I read that as a 60. Bad eyes. I gave the okay. Cowboys an 80. The, the Browns okay. are my second most confident team from the wild card teams. And I will give you my argument. It's very it. short, succinct. Um, I think they've tapped into something with Flacco. I just, I don't know if it's like this, you know, that, um, you know, that baseball movie, the rookie where Dennis Quaid is playing yeah. that, that like 37, 38 year old rookie pitcher. This gives this Flacco story gives me similar vibes to that movie where they just took a guy off the couch and he's he's played in the NFL before. He's won a Super Bowl. I get that. Um he's tied with Tom Brady for most road postseason victories of all time with seven. And so half of those came from one playoff run, yes. But still, like if you were gonna pick a guy to lead you on this Super Bowl run as a wild card team you could make a case for him being the guy you would pick after Brady just because of that stat alone. You could, some would make the case for him. I'm not saying I would, but some would. Um, they've got probably the second best defense in the league to the, to the Ravens. They beat Baltimore in Baltimore early in the year before they even had Flacco starting. Um, they have a lack of a run game. Yes. But I, I don't think they care about the run. I think they're just gonna sling it. And they have their they have the Flacco interception or two basically built into their game plan now. Like they're just gonna throw the ball downfield against you. They're gonna force you into making mistakes. And they're gonna pressure you on the offensive side and the defensive side. Like this is a great recipe for success for Flacco for this team. I, I don't guess they would rather they would if they could handpick other quarterbacks in the league to lead them, they would probably, they would almost definitely pick guys over Flacco 100%. You and I both would as well. But I think for, for this team, for the mold of this unit, for the locker room, for the city, the feel of the group, Flacco is the perfect guy for this team right here, right now. I believe in him. It's going to take somebody beating them for me to move off that hill, honestly. And, and I really think they present the best, puncher's chance to the Ravens than anybody else does in the AFC because of the makeup as their of their team as a whole, rather than a few guys here and there that are superstar players. Um, they actually give me like, and this is going back to, to our Belichick talks from earlier. They, they give me like 2001 Patriots vibes to a certain extent where they've got the mold of the defense there. They've got some guys that can make plays on the offensive end. And the 2001 Patriots aren't the best comparison, honestly. I'm sure there's other teams I could look at and find a better, like, 
piece by piece comparison, but I love this Browns team, man. And now I'm here to listen to you tear down my argument and tell me why you gave them a 30 in the confidence rating instead of my 70. Uh, I can I can clearly tell that you love this Browns team, man. Uh, you you were glowing the whole time talking about him. You should have seen yourself. <laughs> I was. Uh, I was. <laughs> uh, you, you make a fair case about Flacco. He's shown an ability to win on the road um, in not just in general, in the playoffs when it matters the most. So I'll credit you on on that one. And, and part of my reasoning for having them at a 30 is because they'll probably have to go on the road in, in all of these games. All I would say is that that was a younger version of Joe Flacco um, and things have been really good. I know he's been slinging the ball all around the yard for, for tons of yards, but we'll see if that lack of a running game or I, I don't necessarily think it's that they can't run the ball. They, they just don't really try for some reason, maybe just because they don't have Chubb anymore. Um, I think that that could come back to bite him at some point. And I think if you, if you look at what this Super Bowl road would be for them, it's pretty daunting if you just look in terms of the quarterbacks they'd have to face. You know, you have a C.J. Stroud who might be evolving into one of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL already as a rookie. You could be tasked with going into Baltimore, and I know that they've proven that they can beat Baltimore, but you'd be facing the, the league MVP there. And, you know, maybe you'd have a date with Buffalo and Josh Allen, who's one of the most volatile quarterbacks in the league. I think all of those things just adding up together was a little bit too much for me to, to rate them that highly. I'll credit you this with Flacco at least showing that he can win on the road in, in years past. Maybe 30 is a little bit too low, but like I can't go, I can't put them at a 50 or above considering that they'll have to win three games to get to the Super Bowl and there's a realistic chance they'll be all on the road. I just, I can't, that doesn't jive with me and a higher confidence rating like or a confidence rating higher than 50. Well, let's go into the Chiefs because they're, they're our next team on this list. Um, we only had one other NFC. Well, I guess there's two other NFC teams here, um, but the Chiefs are, are going to be the closest that we go to next because I had them at the 50 range. You had them at the 55. Um, tell me, I feel like I feel like I already know where you're going with this. It's it's going to be they have Pat Mahomes, even though they have Pat Mahomes. That's why you put them as high as you did but they don't have the pieces around them. That's why you didn't put them higher, right? Pretty pretty much took the words out of my mouth. I think that they've got a pretty good damn, uh, pretty damn good defense as well that shouldn't be overlooked, um, at least a solid one that might be able to win them a game on a playoff stretch where Mahomes isn't, like, great. You know, um, I love their matchup in, in the first round as well, uh, considering Miami. Uh, Miami has, like, an insanely poor record in the cold. We'll touch on it. Um, and Tua does as well. Uh, we'll touch on it as we get into the breakdown of that matchup. But I think the weather's really going to work for them in this opening round matchup. I think that they should not cruise per se, but they should win handily. And and then it's just two more games to go for a guy in Patrick Mahomes that was there last year. He's been there every year, man. I mean, they still got that streak, five straight AFC championship games that they've hosted. Doesn't look like they will host this year, but they're there every year. And, and that's why my confidence meter is where it is with them. I had them slightly below you because I feel I feel that the negative aspects of this team may be just slightly too much for Mahomes to overcome this year. And we sort of touched on this in the last couple episodes where I think unless Kelsey is playing at that Hall of Fame level as a tight end, they're just not the same team. Um, 
Pacheco being healthy and in the lineup gives them a different sort of dynamic as an offense where they can beat you in more ways than they can without him. Certainly he's going to be a key factor in this game where you're going to have a a temperature right at zero. If not below it, you're going to have 40 to 50 mile an hour winds. Like Mahomes isn't just going to be able to sling the rock all over the yard, or if he does, it'll be one of his more impressive displays of doing so. Um, But I, I just don't trust them. Like Grant, like big picture. I don't trust them in big games anymore. And maybe I should more because they have Mahomes and they have Andy Reid there, but he's got to throw the ball to somebody. And if he can't throw it to Kelsey, like, I don't know if I see a, a Rasheed Rice or a Miko Hardman or a Marcus Valdez Scantling or a Kadarius Tony, like making the game winning catch in the Super Bowl. And I don't know if their defense is good enough for me to rely on them to get that stop when the Ravens and, and the Browns have better defenses in their own conference. So that's how I feel about them. It wouldn't surprise me if they made it to a Super Bowl. Um, well, it, it would to a certain extent, but I would also probably look back to my takes from around this time period and say, well, they do have Patrick Mahomes. So I just can't hang my hat on that argument enough for me to rely on him to just waltz them into the big game. Um, This is going to be his toughest test as quarterback there. And I think it's going to be one of Andy Reid's toughest tests as a head coach as well, this playoff run. It's not just, there isn't just a lot of pressure on Mahomes. There's a lot of pressure on the head honcho with the mustache and the headset too. Yeah. Agreed on those last two points. They're going to, this is going to be the most difficult ride they've had since they've been uh, playing together or player coach combo. We had the Detroit lions slightly under the chiefs and Browns in our confidence rating. I gave them a 55, which was actually a full 20 points higher than your 35 for them. Um, Tell me why you're not as confident in the lions as you are with some of these other teams here. I think Detroit's a very talented team. Um, I like a lot of the skill guys they have. I think that they got some guys on defense as well. They're very good at stopping the run, which will be huge in playoff time. But um, I hate their first round matchup against Stafford and McVay, uh, a combo that's proven that they can win in the playoffs. Won a Super Bowl just a couple of years ago. And I think that there's some questionable decisions that come from the head coach of Detroit. I love what Dan Campbell has done in terms of instilling energy. Life says a million times now. So our listeners should, should know this and it'll be on repeat for them. But I love what he's done in terms of instilling a, a culture in Detroit, but his in-game gaps, I think, are too much to ignore. And I think he's going to be the inferior coach in this game coming up against the Rams. And Jared Goff, though, I think he is a very solid quarterback. He's going to be the inferior quarterback going up against Matt Stafford. It's not a good recipe just to start off. And I think that that will hold true with a lot of teams that they'll play. So I think top to bottom, it's a good team. But the two most important items of the team, theoretically, the coach and the quarterback, I don't think that they're going to be better than a lot of the NFC NFC teams that they're going to face. I don't think that it's a better combo um, than McCarthy and um, and Prescott. I don't think it's a better uh, combo than Shanahan and Purdy. So uh, for that reason, I think it's going to be a lot to overcome. Let's keep in mind, this this is still a, a roster that hasn't seen much playoff experience. And so maybe the moment's a little bit too big for them as well. Whereas on the Rams side, those those guys were, were here just two years ago. So my case for the Lions is I think Campbell is a double-edged sword as a head coach where 
he will make decisions that hurts you. But I think he's also going to have his guys more prepared and ready for a 60 minute fight of football than probably any other head coach on this list. I'm not saying he's the best head coach out of everybody in the league that's still playing. I just think in terms of like getting his guys ready to, to go out there and hit somebody, nobody does that better than Campbell. So I, this is the first home playoff game Detroit has had in a long time. People there are going to be fired up. It's going to be an incredible atmosphere. I wouldn't be surprised if they come out with an opening round victory against the Rams. I don't expect it. Um, I'm leaning more Rams on that one. So if, if you if you do have the case, then why is your confidence meter above 50? If you think that if you don't expect them to win in the opening round matchup. Because I think they can hang Curious. with pretty much anybody in the NFC. Um, they were a... Uh, they were a botched replay, uh, a referee botched official decision, referee decision away from beating the Cowboys. They were. We talked about that game pretty in depth when it happened. There were other mistakes they made that kind of led them into that situation. But I think they've shown enough against good teams in the league where you can't fully discount them. Like it's one of those things where it's kind of like all or nothing. Relying on Campbell as a head coach is very much so like playing blackjack or really any casino game, you just like, you never know what you're going to get. Right. And it kind of feels like a gamble. So I I could see them contending and hanging with pretty much any team. What I will say about them is I think they are the NFC team least likely to lay a dud in any playoff game, regardless of matchup. Like I don't see them showing up against insert team here and getting beat by like 30 or 40. I think they're going to, show up and they're going to play well, regardless of who they play against. I don't necessarily, I just don't necessarily think they have enough pieces to finish the job. They don't have the most complete defensive unit. They're pretty good against the run, but their secondary is pretty rough. Um, Goff has his words as a quarterback. I don't see him as a Super Bowl winning QB just by himself, um, but he's got a ton of pieces around him. And there's some rumors that Laporta is going to play this weekend how healthy he'll be, I don't know. But even just having him out there as a decoy helps open things up for other guys on the offense. Um, so, yeah, I would say I, I'm not as confident in them as I am as some other teams, but I am not unconfident in them in general, if that makes sense. No, I, I, I like that. No, I like your I like your point that this team, no, no matter what, um, they won't get blown out. They'll, they'll, they'll be a the game. They'll be competitive. And I guess I overlooked the fact that Jer- Jared Goff has uh, gone to a Super Bowl himself. Yeah. Um, with that being said, it was with the head coach that he'll be facing this week. But but yeah, it should be. That, that, I think that that's the matchup I'm most looking forward to. We'll talk about it in, in a little bit. But that Lions-Rams matchup, the the Stafford versus Goff, uh, I can't wait for that. So you and I both had the Rams uh, with a higher confidence rating than the Lions. Mm-hmm. They were actually, for both of us, our second most confident NFC team. Um, I gave them a 60 rating on the 1 to 100 scale. You gave them a 45. So tell me why you don't have them above 50. And I will try to make the case why you should bump that up a little bit higher. Yeah, a little bit of a cop-out answer here as well. Um kind of boring but it is what it is i mean they're a wild card team here so they are going to have to go on the road uh probably for every game i guess in theory the packers are behind them so i I guess if the packers keep winning and the rams keep winning they could face each other in the nfc championship and that game would be in sofi stadium but the 
chances of that happening are extremely slim. So you're going to have to go on the road. Um, they very well could face a uh, San Francisco 49ers team in the second round, who I believe firmly to be the best team in the NFC. So for that reason, uh, I can't put them above 50. But like I said, I, I do trust the coach and the quarterback to get a win here in the opening round. So that's why I have them at least close to 50, because I think they are going to advance past that first round. And then it's just two more games to win to get to the Super Bowl. So I had them slightly higher than you because when they have all of their weapons healthy and at their disposal, metrics wise, they're the second best offense in football. I can't overlook that. I think when you have Kyron Williams there and you have Puka and you have Cooper Cup and you have an offensive mind like McVay and you have a guy like Matthew Stafford with the rock in his hands, there's just too many weapons there that can pick you apart. And their defense isn't awesome, but they have enough pieces on their defense to where they can still get the job done. Like they're not going to be the best defensive team in the playoffs by any extent or, or sense or phrase. Like you would have to do some really, really deep digging and research to find a defensive number that jumps out to you. Like, Whoa, I should pay more attention to the Rams defense, but it's just like they have something going right now. They've won seven of their last eight games. The one loss was against the Ravens in Baltimore in overtime on a walk-off punt return touchdown where they're really the only team in the last three or four months that's shown they can even trade punches with the Ravens. I just – I don't think I could count them out against any opponent, regardless of who it is. Even the Niners, like – I would say they probably have the best chance of going into San Francisco and beating them out of any of the other teams. Even though I have the Cowboys as a more confident NFC team, to me that's based more around maybe the lot the Niners having a misstep and losing and the Cowboys just have home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Um, the Rams, I think, can beat any team in the league on their best day. I just don't necessarily know it's a given that they'll have their best day every week. Um I wouldn't bet against them right now, though, against damn near anybody. Like, you could throw me a first-round matchup against any of these other teams, and I think the only team I'd really have to think hard on whether or not they could beat head-to-head on the road would be the Cowboys playing this weekend. Um, The Browns would make me think a little bit more, but I would probably lean Rams. The Cowboys, I... uh, I would feel less confident in them playing against, but I love this Rams team, man. I just go look at Matthew Stafford's heat map with Puka and Williams and Cooper cup out there. He's going to be throwing darts this weekend against the Detroit secondary that really struggles and produces quality games for quarterbacks. Um, this is like the worst time of year for a McVay team to get hot. I, I would be terrified to play them right now. I, I like them a lot too. Uh, don't get me wrong. Believe me, I do. They've proven that they can do it uh, recently, just a couple of years ago. I, I like a lot of the guys that they have there as well. So um, I am confident in them as well. And I, I, I do give you, I do give some credence to the point that they might be the best chance, might be the best um, chance to knock off of San Francisco in San Francisco. It will still just be a tall order for them to do it all on the road. That wasn't something that they had to do on their Super Bowl run two years ago. That's my final point. I mean, do they even really have a great home field advantage to start with 
anyways. Most of the people no, that are going to those Rams games root for the other team. You you make a fair point there, but I mean, it's something to be said playing in a dome or playing in an inside um, environment, which granted they could be doing if they go to Dallas uh, at some point as well. San Francisco, um, we'll see if weather's a factor there in that game. And then um, if they had to play Philadelphia, which I know, you know, some things would have to to break a weird way. I think that weather could work against them as well. That would be the only thing I would I would kind of bring up. But as I am looking at a lot of this NFC list, like a lot of these teams play inside. They're soft over in the NFC. Cowboys play inside, Rams, uh, Lions. So the the Eagles matchup, I think that would only happen in an NFC championship game because I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Because where the Rams are seated, they they have to, you would think they would have to, after beating the Lions this week, if they do, they would have to go and play the Niners immediately after, which would be a right. pretty awesome divisional round game, to be honest. Right. Um Bills. Bills was the only team besides the Steelers we gave the exact same score for. We both gave them a 60. And I was surprised you had them this high with how much you've uh, shit-talked the Bills throughout the year. (laughs) I'll be honest, I was too. But I I really stood back and looked at it. And I think if I was going to go back and and sort of re-rank these AFC teams, I would put the Bills at 50 and the Chiefs at 45. And then every other team after them in the AFC, I would have it like close to zero. Um, I think that they have shown signs of improvement. They've won six of their last seven games. They're certain, like you can't argue that they're building on success there and they're finding ways to win week to week. There are a few games that they maybe shouldn't have won from, from that stretch. But you could also say there's some games during the course of the year this year that they should have won because of various scenarios. Um, I don't believe they have enough pieces to win the Super Bowl. I think Allen would have to, I think what's going to have to happen for them to make a Super Bowl run is either Allen plays the best football of his career or McDermott has the best coaching month of his career where he really, really dives into the X's and O's and finds a way to set this team up for success in lieu of Josh Allen's kind of Jekyll Hyde moments where sometimes he's the best guy in the field other times you can't believe some of the decisions he's making and, and some of the ways he gives the ball up um but i if i'm just purely basing this off like confidence level in my team i think in these teams i think the browns beat them head to head even in buffalo to be honest that's how i feel i won't change Completely my disagree stance with on that it. but that that's fine i understand why you disagree i totally understand why believe me but it's something I'm going to stick by and it's a matchup. I hope we get because I, I think the Browns will go in and beat them uh, in that game. If it happens Um, now, if the Browns lose to the Texans this weekend, someone can clip this and say, ha ha, you were wrong. But um, I thought it was funny. We had them as (laughs) at the exact same number. We both gave them a 60, which leads me to believe well, for you, they were actually the team you had the most confidence in out of all these teams that we went over. They are not the same for me. They're the, the tied for third with the Rams. Um, and I would actually, I don't know. It's it's hard for me to put them lower than that because of the makeup of their team, but it's hard for me to put them much higher because of some of their struggles. And I think it goes back to my argument for the Chiefs. I just don't know if I trust them in a really big game. But I don't think there are many teams that can beat them in the AFC either. I think it's really just like 
Bills Chiefs, I think, is a toss-up game either way. Browns, I would take the Browns over the Bills. Ravens, I would take the Ravens over the Bills. I would take the Bills over almost every other team competing this weekend. And that's why I rated them as high as I did. Yeah. Um, yeah, your ratings tended to be a tad bit higher than mine. Um, the reason that 60 was my highest rating on a one to 100 scale for any of these teams was just the pure fact that anybody who's playing now has to win three games um, to, to get to the Super Bowl. Whereas, you know, the teams that are on by the Ravens and Niners will only have two. So I thought that 60 was probably the top of where I was willing to go in terms of confidence. But if we look at the Bills just solely in a nutshell here, they won five in a row. This is a team that was six and six at one point. They are playing their best football right now. They're going to have at least two home playoff games if they are to make a full run to the Super Bowl. And they have arguably the, the easiest matchup of any playoff team this week. You can make a case that the Steelers might be playing better football than the Buccaneers right now, but Buffalo gets Pittsburgh at home, whereas uh, Philly's got to go on the road to play Tampa Bay. So I think that they've got the best matchup. They've got the closest thing to a buy of any NFL team playing this week. And then they'll have another home playoff game. If they win this week, they'll have another home playoff game next week. I think Josh Allen is extremely volatile. You said, I mean, he could make some just head scratching decisions and, and interceptions, but he can make plays that are equally as spectacular. And I, I trust him over some of the other quarterbacks. Like you mentioned a, a Bills Browns matchup. I know Flacco has, done some great things for cleveland but like what does flacco do that josh allen doesn't like josh allen you talked about there's some arbitrary interceptions that flacco seems to have every game that his defense bails him out i would agree that josh allen has some some crazy interceptions as well but he can throw for the crazy amount of yards make the deep throw the these insane plays and then he adds the element with his legs as well so for that reason I, like at the end of the day in the playoffs i trust the quarterback more than anything so I've got confidence that Josh Allen can win these games more so than any other quarterback that I think is playing this week, um, with the exception of Patrick Mahomes. It'll get dicey if they do have to go on the road and face like a Baltimore because Baltimore is just uh, like a more complete team than Buffalo. But if we're just ranking the confidence of teams that are playing this wild card week, I think that the way that they're playing right now is – worthy of giving them my highest confidence rating. So that's why I got them at 60 and higher than any other team. My last argument again against them. With their recent success, they have been more of a ground and pound running team than a team that relies on Allen's arm. And if I look at them against a team like the Browns with the stout defense that they have, they're going to have to loosen it up a little bit and put the ball in Josh's hands like 30 plus times a game in order to win that. I don't see them. I don't see them out muscling the Browns defense on the ground. I don't even know if I see them doing that against the chiefs again, even though they, um, they played well against Kansas city when they met in the regular season. So I think the reason why they've had success recently is because they've kind of gone away from relying on Allen. And I think it tells you a lot about how they feel about him as an organization and what confidence they have in his ability to lead them to a Super Bowl team. They're saying, we have a better chance of winning if you do less. So I, don't, I think I don't read into it like that. I really that, don't. That's how I look into it. Or at least they're looking for him to, su to succeed more with his legs than his arm. Just go back and look at his passing attempts. The last two months, his rushing attempts, the last two months from the first half of the season, drastically different, drastically different. They've turned him into a more 
run first quarterback, certainly in the red area and in other situations as well. They're wanting him to use his legs more and his arms less, especially in situations where it's like, do I fit a ball in a tight window? Do I just take it off and run with it? And yet he's still making those poor decisions from time to time. Um, I think there's, they've been succeeding more in spite of him recently than because of him, but I don't completely, I don't completely buy into that narrative. I, 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 I will admit the, he, his passing yardage numbers have been a little bit down if you just look solely at the last month, although that wasn't the case against Miami. They absolutely relied on him. He threw the ball, I think it was 30 of 38 in that game, and he throws for 359 yards. Like They definitely relied on his arm to win that game. Um, yeah, that I, would be the biggest I, exception. Yeah. I. Any quarterback is going to benefit. Any team is going to benefit from getting a good run game. The fact that the Bills are trying to utilize that and exploit uh, a good ground game with a talented running back, James Cook, to me, that just means that they're trying to be a complete offense. That doesn't tell me, in my opinion, that they that they don't have confidence in Josh Allen. They have to. The interceptions and the turnovers are part of his game. It's because he takes shots. And he, he takes shots, and what goes with those interceptions and head-scratching plays are some dazzling ones, as I said. So I, I think the Bills, the Bills trust him. The Cowboys, you gave a 50. I gave an 80. They were my highest confidence-rated team. I kind of teased it a little bit earlier why. 16-game um, active home winning streak dating back to a full season ago. I don't see them losing at home really to, to many of these teams on this list. If they somehow luck out and San Francisco does slip up, I love their path to a Super Bowl game, not necessarily a Super Bowl win, but getting there, I don't think it's going to be very easy to go into Dallas and beat them. Um, away from Dallas, though, I am much less confident. If it comes down to Cowboys 49ers in San Francisco for the NFC Championship, we saw those teams match up in San Francisco earlier this year. I think Dallas will play better in a second matchup than they did in that game, but I don't see them winning. Um, so this 80 is, is kind of with a caveat. I already said earlier, I think the Rams have a better chance of going into San Francisco and winning. But if something were to happen where San Francisco were to lose a game in the first couple of rounds or in the di in the divisional rounds, um, the Cowboys, I think, would be a – it would be really tough to beat them uh, in Dallas as a potential Super Bowl uh, – team there yeah i mean you, you do make a fair point and they, they should have a, a two games at home as well um if everything goes according to plan and they they don't trip up here in the early this early round game against green bay um i'm giving as we talked about with the packers i give the packers a little bit more of a chance than than you are so i'm not i'm not just automatically moving them past this first round matchup with how good jordan love is playing uh, i don't think dallas has like played their absolute best football in the final weeks of the year. I think that they won the division more so because Philly kind of gave it away than it was Dallas actually taking it. We talked about that game uh, between Dallas and Detroit. You can argue that if it weren't for a refereeing blunder, they would have lost that game. And and so um, I, I don't think that they played their absolute best ball. And if San Francisco does take care of business, we've talked about some of their struggles on the road and for that reason, I like because I give them virtually no chance going into San Francisco. I can't go as high as 80. Um, I told you my rankings in general were a little bit lower than yours on, on average. 
50, I think, is kind of fair here. Um, McCarthy's proven he can win a Super Bowl before. Dak hasn't really proven that he can make a deep run. Um, I don't think he's ever gotten past the divisional round. So that factors into my play um, a little bit as well. But seeding, and yeah, you're right. They get like one break to go their way, and San Francisco goes down. This confidence meter would shoot way up. So I use the 80 number just to make it evidently clear that I felt like I have the most confidence in them as a contender amongst the wildcard teams versus any other. The Browns, I had the second highest at 70, and then I had the Bills and Rams each at 60. Um, It's really just like I, I mentioned the home record, but also when I look at their roster, like Dak has an argument. You can make the argument that Dak has been the best quarterback in the NFL this year. Lamar is going to win the MVP, but if you look at Dak's numbers, you could you could make a case for it. You could make a case that CD is the best wide receiver in the league, and you could make an argument that Brandon Cooks and Jake Ferguson are two of the better second and third options that any quarterback has in the league. Not to mention their defense uh, that can, that we've I, seen make turnovers. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. I think you're overselling Brandon Cooks and Jake Ferguson a little bit there. I'm I might be yes, but they've shown big playability with with the football in Dak's hands. And I, that's more what I look at. Um, they've got Micah Parsons there, who we know is a stud. Deron Bland has made a ton of big, big plays for them this year. Not as much in the last month and change of the season, but he could still make some things happen in the playoffs. Stephon Gilmore, we've seen make Super Bowl winning plays in the past for multiple teams or for multiple, uh, super winning team, Super Bowl winning teams. Um, I just think there's a recipe there where like if they were to win the Super Bowl, if any of these teams were to win the Super Bowl from the wild card contenders, they're the team I'd be the least surprised by. And uh that's that's kind of by a lot, actually. So I almost wanted to rate them higher than 80, but it's not necessarily because I have 80% confidence that they're actually gonna win the Super Bowl. This is just like among the wild card teams, and I wanted to show I I felt more favorably towards them than the others. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I, I approached it in a little bit of a different, um, different way than you, but I, I understand now after you give that explanation where you're coming from, I, I I looked at it in terms of like a one to 10 rating scale. What are the odds that, that this team, you know, team X, Y, or Z could, could actually go to the Super Bowl given uh, the likelihood of who they might face and, and everything like that. But I understand where you're coming from. Um, I, I am more confident in the Bills my, myself, uh, but I understand where you're coming from with the Cowboys, the fact that they are the two seed on the, the NFC side, and if they can somehow get things to work out where they do play at home, they're pretty damn dominant there. 16 games in a row is an impressive streak in the NFL uh, to win at home. Okay, so now let's go through our picks for this weekend for our wild card yes, games. Yes, sir. First and foremost, Bills Steelers. I think we both have the bills on this side. Yep. How strongly do you feel about Buffalo minus 10? You feel like the Steelers are going to cover that? Oh yeah. I I feel pretty confident uh, that, or excuse me. I feel pretty confident that Buffalo is going to cover it. Uh, I, I just, you know what? They're saying that there's going to be some bad weather in the forecast here. Uh, we'll see exactly what materializes with that. 
people have kind of felt a little bit optimistic around Pittsburgh sports media, thinking that maybe that could work in their favor. Buffalo has been a better rushing offense than the Steelers throughout the year. Buffalo is seventh in rush yards per game. The Steelers are 13th. Now, I know that the Steelers have done a really good job in the back half of the year, kind of unlocking their run game. Broderick Jones, the rookie out of Georgia, has been a huge part of that. But at the end of the day, I think that you're going to need to make more plays with your legs. I, I like James Cook as a running back more than Najee Harris. And um, I think Josh Allen can make more plays with his legs than Mason Rudolph can. I, I know it. And while Mason Rudolph has done some good things, I just don't see the Steeler offense being able to move the ball with any sort of consistency. It could get a little bit ugly, um, depending on how bad that weather is. But I think Buffalo is going to win this one by two touchdowns. I feel pretty similarly to you about that. The only situation in which I could see them not covering would be if it really just comes down to like a full, full blown ball control rock fight where the weather's so crazy that neither team can really like establish enough of a footing offensively to, to even score like 20 points. I could see right. this being like a I 17, agree. 10 game. Um, but other like, Buffalo should win this game for all intents and purposes. They should. If they don't, we already teased McDermott maybe not sticking around uh, for for the exit meetings after the fact. Um, what is the matchup you feel the most confident in this weekend besides Buffalo when mm. beating the Steelers? Pretty good question as I look through these spreads. Uh, for me, though, it's got to be the the Chiefs minus five against the Dolphins. Uh, for me, it comes down to some of these stats. They're pretty alarming for Miami and cold weather. Tua is six in thirteen in games under seventy degrees. That's a that's a crazy number. The fact that he's first of all, he's only played nineteen games under seventy degrees. Wow. He's just luck, lucked out. Um, it's almost like he's co- from Hawaii and plays in Miami. Almost like he's from Hawaii, went to college at Alabama, and then ends up playing in Miami, the southernmost NFL team. But his uh, the five coldest games of his career, he's all lost and um, has sub-60% completion percentage in them. The Dolphins have a very bad record. Um, they've lost 10 straight games in games that are below 40 degrees. It's supposed to be potentially negative degrees in Kansas City. Wind chills could be even lower in like to the negative uh, teens. So I think this is going to play right into Kansas City's hands. I don't think that this is going to be a particularly like fun and exciting game to watch. I think the weather will play a factor into that. And Kansas City will more, more or less just kind of grind this win out. Let's keep in mind when they played on neutral turf overseas that Kansas City won by a touchdown. So I think that at home they could cover this five-point number. Miami hasn't played their best ball. That's the team I'm second most confident in this week. I don't know if I feel as confidently in that spread as you do. Um, I kind of touched on the running game aspect of this matchup a little bit earlier. Kansas City, 4.3 yards per rush attempt. Miami has 5.1. Whereas in terms of opponent yards per rush attempt, Kansas City ranks 24th. Miami ranks 6th. Now, Miami's defense looks a lot different now than it did a month ago with how many injuries they faced, um, especially in their front seven. So that also plays a factor. But if this comes down to a game where neither team can really throw the ball because it's zero degrees or less and the winds are at 40 to 50 miles an hour, like I kind of like Miami's run game better than Kansas City's. Now, Kansas City may have, I don't know, I, I even look at it in the mindset of like screen passes, jet sweeps, 
Miami has a little bit more speed to the boundary than Kansas city does. Maybe, maybe they use that to their advantage as well. Um, the biggest stat for me actually comes down to opponent third down percentage. As far as defense, Kansas city ranks 10th Miami ranks 20th. So your recipe to win this game is going to be run the football and win on third downs on offense and on defense. Um, both offenses are pretty similar in terms of converting on third downs on the offensive end. So Miami's really going to have to play their best football here. I definitely lean Chiefs, although I think there's a recipe for Miami to win this game. Minus five seems slightly high to me. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily bet the spread on this one. But if I was just going straight up head to head, I would probably lean Chiefs. I just think this is more of like a more of a field goal game than a touchdown game, to be honest. Could be. Um, I, I got to admit, I'm, I'm pretty disappointed uh, as I get one more word in on this game that this is an NFL playoff game that's going to be exclusively on Peacock. We don't so have any stupid. We don't so have stupid. any sponsors, so I can kind of speak freely on that. That's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, just put the game on NBC or put it on some other station. It's an NFL playoff game for crying out loud. You shouldn't have to. There's going to be old Chiefs and Dolphins fans throughout the country that aren't going to know how to subscribe and to to Peacock, and they're they're going to all be all stressed out that they can't watch the game. So I think that that's a terrible move by the on the NFL's part. I just wanted to get that word in and acknowledge that before we move on to our next game. I was actually surprised you didn't go with Cowboys Packers as your next most confident matchup. Um, it, in terms of the spread, I, I I feel pretty confident on the Packers. I don't know if I'm as confident on Packers plus seven as I am Chiefs minus five. It's close. Um, I really don't know. I'm really not confident picking just like a, a money line or a side in this game. I think that you're going to have to lay too much money on Dallas. Um, and then Green Bay, just we've talked about how good Dallas is at home. It's going to be so tough for Jordan Love in his first full year in the NFL, first playoff game to go on the road and win in an environment like Dallas. Well, I just don't see I just don't see Green Bay getting stops against the Packers or I don't see Green Bay getting stops against the Cowboys. I should say uh, the Packers are 25th in opponent third down percentage. I think Dak and the Cowboys are just going to march the ball up and down the field all four quarters until they decide they've had enough and they're winning by enough. Um, if this turns into a shootout game, which I think it like, I don't see the Packers winning this game in a defensive battle. Jordan Love's going to have to put up more points than Dak. And I don't see a world where, where that happens. It's like in order for Dallas to lose this game, and I, I will say that again, in order for Dallas to lose this game, I don't think Green Bay is going to win it. I think it will be a situation where Dallas loses it. I think it's going to have to be a game where Dak makes mistakes and Mike McCarthy makes more trademark dumb decisions that gets him fired. <laughs> so I feel pretty confidently about the, the Cowboys in this one. I think I think minus seven is uh, the line that the odds makers made kind of with respect to Jordan Love and, and Matt LaFleur, but I think Dallas covers it easily. I'll say this. Um, I, I, I do think seven points is a little bit too high. I would lean Green Bay. But there's there's a big unknown factor, right, when it comes to Jordan Love. This is going to be his first playoff game. I believe 
that Jordan loves best is good enough to go toe to toe with Dallas here. I just don't know if we'll get his best considering this is his first playoff game. And there's so many other young guys on his team who it'll also be their first playoff game. The reason that I believe that his absolute best is could be good enough to win this is because, I mean, these are the top two quarterbacks in terms of passing touchdowns this year, Dak at 36, Love at 32. I mean, he's right up there in terms of leading and generating offense um, and generating scoring. The one guy I, I will say I think that really needs to, to be involved and to, has to have a big game for Green Bay as well is Aaron Jones. I think that he's dealt with some injuries this year, hasn't been quite as effective but I watched that game against Chicago. He ran very hard, played very well in that one. He said he was feeling, you know, the best he had all year, more than 100%. You know, I don't know how much I ever buy into players saying that at this time of year. Dallas' pass defense is very good. Their rush defense is just kind of average at 16th. That could be an area, if you can get Aaron Jones involved, get him either on those screens, like you said, or get yourself in second, third manageables for Jordan Love. That could be a big difference. If everything falls right, I do think Green Bay can win this game. The, it's just a huge if, and, and it's a tall task nonetheless. I think Green Bay has benefited a little bit from circumstance and weak opponents the back half of the year. If you look at when their hot streak started in the season, it was right around week eight or week nine when they faced the Rams at home, and they won 20-3 to three in a game when Brett Ripien was starting for the Rams. Um they hadn't defeated a playoff team before that or a team close to being playoff caliber. Um, well, they, they beat the Saints 18-17 in week three. but Beat the Chiefs before that as well, I believe. No, the Chiefs was after. They beat, oh, Chiefs was after, okay. Yeah, they beat the Lions 29-22, and then they beat the Chiefs 27-19 in that um, no-call pass interference game that Mahomes threw a hissy fit about in the press conference. The last three weeks, they beat – the Panthers by a field goal. They beat the Vikings who were led by Nick Mullins and Jaron Hall. Jaron Hall got 10 pass attempts in that game. And then they just beat the bears. Um, I don't think they're as good as people think they are. Um, that was a bears team though, by the way, sorry to interrupt. That was a bears team that you were pretty high on and that, that you said was playing really good football going into last week. Yeah, and then neither of those teams played good football in that game. <laughs> I, I, uh, Jordan, I thought Jordan Love was phenomenal. I Look like at the stat line in that one. I like Love. He's he would be the reason that gives me pause for picking the Cowboys in this game to win so handily. But I I can't get off that mountain. I, I still I'm going to stand by uh, by Dallas on this one. Um. 27 I, of 32 for 316 yards and two touchdowns. Sorry, that's the last thing I'll say on Jordan Love. That was his stat line. And Aaron Jones ran for over 100 yards. Yeah, that's fair. But I don't know. I just – I don't know if I can get, get behind him. I, I don't see him pulling it out. Buccaneers, Eagles, and Lions, Rams are both both minus three. Um, Which of those four teams do you think is most likely to cover that line? Rams, um, Rams plus three at Detroit. Uh, I, I, we talked about that matchup. It's the matchup that I'm most looking forward to. And though my confidence meter was higher in the Rams than it was Detroit, it's not like I'm super confident in a side in this game. I could definitely see it coming down to a field goal. But like I said, I think that of the four teams that you just mentioned, Bucks, Eagles, Lions, Rams, the best coach 
is certainly Sean McVay. You could maybe argue that Jalen Hurts at his absolute best is better than the version of Matt Stafford we have now, although I don't even know if I would make that argument. Um, but the way that these quarterbacks are playing now, Matt Stafford is absolutely the best quarterback. Again, quarterback, head coach, come playoff time. Inside, in a place that Matt Stafford's very familiar with playing, I'll take the Rams plus three. I'm also leading the Rams on this one. Um, my biggest reason why is just Detroit's secondary. They're 30th in opponent yards per pass attempt, which is third worst in the league. Um, this is this has all the makings of a shootout game, which I'm for, sure by does. the way. I think it'll be sure really does. fun. But I hope it doesn't come down to a field goal because... <laughs> Campbell won't take it. He'll go for it. Well, no, I was actually going to say something else uh the rams have the worst special teams unit in the nfl and it's not close if this comes down to a situation where they have to make a long field goal to win it's not looking good for them so i think this is going to be a game where the rams have to win by i don't <sighs> i would say this though riley patterson hasn't exactly proven that he can you know bang in 50 plus yard field goals himself no, you're his, right. His coach does his coach doesn't even give him the opportunity to, I guess. I think his career long is 53 and you're right. Campbell loves to to not let him kick <laughs> uh for <laughs> for one reason or another. So I this is going to be like an all-time chess match I think between Campbell and McVay. I think it's going to be a really fun game. I'm excited to watch it. I'm leaning Rams as well. Maybe both of us leading Rams is going to give our listeners cause to to fade us and go with the Lions. I wouldn't yeah, go bet the Lions. I wouldn't blame you if you did, but I love I love the uh, the matchup for Matt Stafford's homecoming to Detroit. Yeah. I'm I'm going Rams all the way. I mean, I mean, you're right too. Detroit has had a bad secondary. I, I think that they're like 27th in opponent pass yards per game. Um, and there's two viable options, you know, that that Stafford can go to the ball with. You can't double. Puka Nakua, you can't double Cooper Cup because the other one is just going to come wide open. And and then, you know what, like they can take shots deep down the field. Both of those guys have proven that they can get open deep down the field and make plays and stretch the field. And then once that happens, the Detroit is going to have to pin their ears back in the secondary and that's going to open up running lanes. You're, you're right. And I think McVay will find a good way to exploit that. He'll find a way to balance the run in the pass, use each one of them to set each other up. That's why that's why I'm feeling feeling conf, more more confident than the than anything in the Bucks Eagles game for sure. Well, Eagles, so Eagles Bucks are we both minus three for Philly as well? Yeah, with as much as we've slandered Philly, I still like they're still the better overall team. I know that they're a little bit banged up, but so is Baker. Baker's dealing with like a, a leg and a rib injury. Um, he didn't practice today, but uh, people said to not read too much into that because remember that game is on Monday because it's a super wildcard week, so they have the extra extra day for practice anyway. So it's not too alarming that he didn't practice. But last two weeks hasn't played his best football. Like I, I would I would say that this is more because I'm even less confident in Tampa Bay than I than I am worried about Philadelphia. This is a team that only beat the Panthers nine nothing in a do or die game last week. Like they didn't exactly flash and look great. So that's why yeah, I'll take Eagles minus three. Well, did you see that Hertz hasn't thrown all week too? Well, yeah, because he's got the the his fingers all screwed up, right? Yeah, and AJ Brown has mispracticed this week. I right. Neither team's going to be super healthy going into this one. Um, this has big like 
big rock fight potential for sure. Um, but I think we're both on the same page and who we expect to win for sure. But two good, two good run defenses here as well. So, yeah. I mean, it's like if neither of the quarterbacks are, are that healthy in this game and neither, neither one of them can make the full arsenal of plays that we we've seen them make throughout the course of the season, then you got to run the football more. And now you're right. It, then you could get into the rock fight because these are two good defensive fronts. You got Vita Bay for Tampa Bay, and then you've got the the Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis combo for Philly. So, you know, if it just turns into this, I hope it doesn't turn into this punting fest. I, you know, I gotta, gotta admit, if that's the case, I'll probably just turn the game off given that that's the Monday night game, get ready for, for work the next day. I hope, hope it's not a dud, but it, it could be lining up that way. Do we also both have Browns minus two? You know, Patrick, I got to say, um, this is the game that I have absolutely no idea yeah. what to pick. I, yeah. I have gone back and forth on this game so many times already. It's it's we're recording this Thursday night. This will drop Friday. I'll probably change my mind one or two other times before Saturday. I think that this I'm, I'm excited that this is our first game that, that we get to kick off with. For me, I think it's a huge unknown how the rookie will play in his his first NFL game. I think Stroud's been great the whole year. We'll see the playoffs are a little bit of a bigger spotlight. But in and of the same sense, he was essentially in a playoff game last week, right? I had to win that game. It was win or go home against Indianapolis, and he was able to do that on the road. So at home, in front of the home fans, I think that you're going to pick Browns, which since I'm so split just for the sake of things, since you're going to take Browns, I'll take Texans. But man, I, I don't know. I, this, this is a good one. I don't know if I feel gr- like, even though I had the Browns as high on my confidence list, I don't feel good betting against CJ Stroud. Um, I have gotten to that point now with Stroud where I feel like week to week, if I bet against him, I, I could end up regretting it. But I'm going to back the Browns, man. I, I teased them up so hard during our confidence meter segment. I can't get away from it. Yeah, I'm sticking with them. Um, they're the best threat to the Ravens in the AFC, in my opinion. I will eat my words with pride if they lose to, the, to Houston this weekend. And I will say that Stroud passed one of the best tests he could face as a rookie quarterback making his, his playoff debut as well, if that happens. Um, and there there is, like, I kind of made the argument for the Texans earlier, like in order for the Browns to beat them before it took a record setting day from Amari Cooper and CJ Stroud, not even being healthy enough to play in that game. Um, I just think it's kind of goes back to last week when we were looking at Texans Colts and how we said CJ Stroud almost has to win this game. I feel like, I don't think he has to win this one. I think the fact that they got into the playoffs is really impressive enough by himself. But I think this is a kid that has more expectations for himself than anybody else does for him. So I think he expects to win this game. Clear cut, 100%. Um, Oh, I know he does. Minus two is a really scary line to bet. Like really scary. Uh, Because I think this game could go either way. But I think Flacco's experience in playoff games, certainly playoff games in the road, like head-to-head just in terms of resume and like history in games like this, I think you have to give the edge to Flacco. But 
your heart maybe wants to side a little bit more with Stroud because he's the young gun and whatnot. Um, I think coaching, I give the Browns the advantage on. They have the better defense. If everybody's offensive well weapons are healthy, like, okay, that's, that's not fair to say. Um, excluding Nick Chubb, if all the other weapons were healthy in this game, I might like Houston's collection of parts better than Cleveland's. But I'm sticking with the Browns. I, I don't I don't think this is a game they lose. I think they're on a mission. And like I said earlier, I think they have the quarterback they really want right now, that the quarterback that's right for them in the moment. And I really only see Baltimore like Baltimore, I think is is I think we have a destiny of Browns Ravens this playoff season. I don't know in what round it's gonna come. I just think it's bound to happen. Um, so I'm sticking with Cleveland here. Yeah, it's it's trended that way for a while. For for me, um, you talked about how we were kind of expecting CJ Stroud. I know I put it out there uh, going into last week that would his season be tarnished in any way by by not beating Indianapolis and getting to the playoffs? Uh, I made the argument that I said it would, and he came through and he delivered. I don't have that same opinion. This week, like if he loses this game to an elite level defense, nobody's taken anything away from anything Houston's accomplished this year, but it will 100% be on his shoulders. Devin Singletary isn't going to go out and win this game. It's going to be Stroud versus that Brown secondary, that top pass defense from, from Cleveland against Stroud, who's averaged nearly 275 yards a game. For me, like if the Browns or excuse me, if the Texans can hit, like two or three of those deep shots. Like we saw, remember how uh, the Texans opened up the game early on last week against Indy with that deep shot to Nico Collins. Yeah. Like if the Texans can hit just a couple shots like that, I think they'll win the game. I I, I do. I think it's going to take maybe like two big shots. They don't necessarily have to result in touchdowns, but they got to be big hitters that change field position and set you up with like an easy goal to go situation. If Stroud can hit at least two, like maybe three of those, I I think the Texans win the game, but that's a huge if again with how good that Browns pass defense is. It's why it's so tough for me to call this one. Do you think there's any merit to Houston coming off of too much of an emotional high after winning last week? Rookie head coach, rookie quarterback, huge win against a divisional rival to make it to a playoff game. That's pretty hard to like stay level-headed about after the fact and like flush going into the next week for a, a game against a very good team. Oh, I, I think there's merit. I think there's merit considering what you said that that is a first year head coach and a rookie quarterback. I wouldn't make that argument for like a team like Buffalo per se, that is also coming off kind of a high of having a great run at the end and winning the division to now get a home playoff game just because they have more experience. Right. But yeah. You consider the circumstance around this, this Texans team, there's some merit merit to that. Uh, I wouldn't be terribly shocked if Houston came out a little bit slow in this game. Right. Um, like, you know, like just a little bit of, of jitters, playoff jitters for CJ Stroud, something like that. But with that being said, just because he is so proficient as a passer, I don't like he wouldn't love it, obviously. But, you know, I, I wouldn't hate it if he is playing from behind. I, I would have I would have some confidence in him as long as the game doesn't get too far out of hand. I would have some confidence in him to to gather things and get it together. So we both have the Cowboys beating the Packers, but you have the Packers covering. Correct. 
We both have Rams beating the Lions. Yep, and then obviously covering plus we, three if we have one and out, right? We both have the Eagles covering and winning. Mm-hmm. We both have the Steelers covering and winning, although or the no, I, the, I, Bear, I, the I Bills covering and winning. My apologies. Yeah. Although I think, like I wouldn't necessarily hate Steelers plus ten, but I'm Buffalo is the smart pick. Um, Chiefs Dolphins, you're taking. KC minus five. I would take Dolphins plus five, even though I don't think they'll win, but I would take Dolphins plus five. Yeah. So you got Chiefs money line, Dolphins spread. Yeah. And it sounds like we are, it sounds like begrudgingly you are at Texans plus two and I'm at Browns minus two. Yeah. Okay. So does that mean we're making our picks on Dolphins, Chiefs, and Browns, Texans? To be honest with you, I don't feel so confident one way or the other on Browns Texans. I kind of don't want to lump that into our our weekly bet, but I would gladly do it on on Chiefs Dolphins if you'd like. On the spread, we can do it on the spread since you're more confident in, in the plus five. If you'd prefer. And now I'm just, now I'm actually, you're really putting me to the test here. Now I'm seeing how confident or unconfident I really am. Um, Plus five. Do you want to do it on Packers Cowboys? Seven point spread there. You seem you seem I'm very confident in Packers to cover that number as well. And you seem to be very confident in Dallas. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Okay. I'm with it. I'll take the I'll take the pack plus seven. Okay. Um all right. Since we're only doing one pick, then how about I will how about we'll do a different little thing for this? How about you give who you think the MVP of Wild Card Weekend will be, and I'll do the same. Okay. Any team, any team. Fair enough. Um, I'm going to go Matt Stafford going back into his own building. I think he throws for 303 touchdowns in a dome, no weather to worry about. I think he shines into the home crowd. I don't know how Lions fans are feeling about this just because this is the best chance they've had to win a playoff game in like 30 years. But, um, and I know that's going to be some mixed emotions seeing their old boy Stafford come back. Uh, you're a Kung Fu Panda guy, right, Patrick? Yeah, you've seen yeah, Kung Fu Panda. Have you seen all the memes that are out there? Like, uh, you know, Shifu raising Tai Long, and then like he comes back at the the end of the movie, um, <laughs> like with with all the thunder. Yeah, I'll send you one. But like, uh, <laughs> that's a, that's a it, thing that, going around that, with Stafford. Yeah, yeah. Shifu is is like the lions, and then Tai Long is Matt Stafford, and now he's all he's like raised, and he's 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 coming back for for revenge. I got Stafford, man, dominating this game. Three hundred yards, three touchdowns. He's the MVP. I am gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go with CD Lamb from the Cowboys. If I good one. If I'm looking at all these teams here, and just like the individual matchups and who has the potential for the biggest day, outside of the Rams passing offense, or maybe the Dolphins run defense, might be a little bit too cold for uh, a Shane and and Mostert to hit their top speeds per whatever standards. Um, I'm going to go with CD lamb, man. He's, he's been, I think he's been just as good as Tyreek this year, if not slightly better. That's a hot take. I know. I don't care. He's been phenomenal. Even like two months ago, you remember when I said one of our very first episodes, if you gave him a top tier quarterback, this man would hands down be one of the three best receivers in the league. Well, guess what? 
Dak's playing at the best level he's ever played in his career. And CD is clear cut one of the three best receivers in the league statistically this year, if not one of the two best. So that's who I'm siding with. I think CD is going to have a, I think he's going to have another 10 plus reception, almost 200 yard day in the air with a touchdown, maybe two. That's, that's not a bad pick at all because uh, I don't know if you heard the news, Jair Alexander rolled his ankle uh, in a, like a walkthrough today for green Bay. That's theoretically who you would expect to shadow CD. So if he's not, it says that his status for the game is in, is in jeopardy. So he either might miss or he might be uh playing non 100%. You would imagine that a guy like Alexander would uh, cover CD quite extensively throughout the game. If he's not at hundred percent, you're right. That could be a good pick. I like that one. I like our two MVP picks. Well, don't sleep on uh don't sleep on Keyshawn Nixon either. He was an all pro player this year, former South Carolina Gamecock. All pro corner for the Green Bay Packers. Second time, too. Roll Cox. Yeah, man. He's he was one of my favorite players when he was in Columbia. Um, I'm very excited to see him having success in the NFL. Um, okay, so these are our picks for wild card weekends. Uh Paul is going with Packers plus seven. I'm going Cowboys minus seven. We're both on Rams plus three against Detroit. We are both on Eagles minus three against the Buccaneers in Tampa. We both have Buffalo minus 10 against the Steelers. Although I would, I would recommend staying away from it. I think you have um, more bettable lines this weekend. Paul is a Steelers guy. So you may trust his opinion more betting on his team to lose. Uh, We also have both of us. Well, I have dolphins plus five. You have chiefs minus five. And then you have Texans plus two. I have Browns minus two. Paul's MVP of wildcard weekend is projected. MVP is Matt Stafford. Mine is going to be CeeDee Lamb. I'm excited, man. The playoffs are here. This has been a juicy episode. We've talked pretty much every like subcategory of football I think that you could. And we just did like two hours on fantasy football the other night as well. Um, this is This is going to be a fun weekend of football, Paul. Very fun weekend wait, of football. Man. Well, this is what for it. this is what we've been waiting all year for. And it's finally here. So we'll have to see how the games play out this weekend. You will have uh, some more content next week from us in terms of reactions to these wild card games, and then um, a preview for the divisional round as well. Paul, do you have any final thoughts for our listeners? I do. Um, I'll give a final thought on, on our episode in general. We do have a, uh, a listener who uh, called in a question to, to fifth and long earlier in the week that I feel the need to address um, question from this longtime listener. Uh, wondering what the boys thoughts on TJ Watt not being named the first team all pro two years in a row is, is he washed? Thanks. I'll hang up and listen. Um, I know who, uh, who posed this question? I'll leave him nameless. I'm not gonna, I haven't gone into too much detail about TJ Watt. Uh, we we talked that he's not gonna play in this game against against Buffalo. I think that the fact that he was not named as an all-pro is ridiculous, considering the fact that he has 19 sacks and it leads the NFL. I know that a lot of people will uh cite Miles Garrett and his pass rush win rate, but all I would say to that is he can win his block. I mean, what that stat is, it means that you win your block. He wins, Miles Garrett wins his blocks 
at a higher percentage than anybody else in the league within two and a half seconds. So he's beating his man in front of him, but it's clearly not always resulting in sacks and impactful plays, at least not as much as TJ. Is TJ washed? I almost don't want to acknowledge that in, as a question. I, this guy's just trying to bust my balls here, but I still believe TJ is the best player in football, and I think that it shows with how bad the Steelers are. Best, best defensive player in football, excuse me. I think it shows with uh, how much the Steelers struggle without him. So we had that listener question. Sorry to throw that in at the end. I promised this guy I would, I would answer his question there. Any thoughts you have on it? There are not many edge rushers I would pick ahead of TJ Watt if I was just given the ability to hand select anybody from the NFL. There's not many. Um, the list is like, in terms of just pure like pass rushers, the list is like, it might be like maybe three guys, maybe um, if that like TJ Watt is undoubtedly one of the, one of the best defensive players in the league. If not the best, there's definitely an argument for him there. Um, I would love to have him in new England. And I think if he was healthy, I'm sure you would, <laughs> I, I would kill to have a guy like TJ Watt in new England. Uh, don't sleep on that. Really? <laughs> yeah. This um, guy's a pass fan too. What I will say is I'm about to really go on a limb here. If TJ Watt is healthy this weekend, I think I'm p- picking the Steelers over the bills. Like yeah. straight, straight up. I, I just would. And that's not me trying to like play into your Pittsburgh fanisms. That That's just how I feel about it. I think they are an entirely different organization when Watt is able to play versus when he's not. And, um, I don't know. It's going to be tough, man. If if Tomlin can figure out a way to win without him this weekend, it'll be really impressive. But he is he's the heart and soul of that Pittsburgh Steelers franchise right now. And it's sure is. I, I don't think anybody else in the roster really comes close to him. Like you can't make that same case for Minka in terms of like overall impact. Um, none of the offensive guys really jump out right now. Like Watt is the guy in Pittsburgh really Mm -hmm. outside of Sidney Crosby. He's probably the guy for all sports right now. If I would, if I would guess from an outsider's perspective. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. After Sid it's, it's TJ. You're right. So So, saying he's washed is, it's funny that he, he didn't really mean that he's washed, but yeah. But yeah, to answer this listener's question, TJ still the best defensive player in the league. All you got to do is look at the productivity, look at those numbers that he puts up. And citing last year that he didn't make first team all pro, the dude was hurt for half the year. So, yeah, that's all I have to say. Probably but, wasn't even eligible to to make the all pro. Yeah, team. I, I don't know what the qualifications are if you have to play a certain amount of games to be an all pro. And he missed a few games this year too, right? Like two or three. Um, I can't remember to be honest with you. Obviously, he didn't finish the game against Baltimore. I don't know. I don't think he missed. He might have missed certain time in games, but I don't think he he missed a game this year. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Um. All right. I I don't have anything else. This is. Yeah. Sorry to digress. Um, no, no, sorry no. Sorry to deviate no. from that. We um, are always open to answering lister submitted questions, topics. I I wish we had more of them. To be honest. Yeah. Absolutely. If you guys are listening right now, feel free to to um shoot your questions over to us. Um. Patrick can give you the fifth and long handle via Instagram and other social media platforms. 
but yeah, we're always, we're always looking forward to listener questions and we're happy to answer them whenever we get the opportunity. Uh, Patrick, I know it's been a quite a long show, but we've had so much to cover. It's been a blast. Um, I don't have anything more to add except um, I can't wait for a super wildcard weekend, man, with the, the seventh team in each conference. Now we get the extra game. It's, it's awesome, dude. It's best weekend. It's arguably the best weekend for football. You get the highest quantity of elite level games here in this wild card round now. Super wild card weekend as they are now called. Super wild card weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh I'm also stoked for it, man. This, this has been a meaty podcast, as you said, but I think it's been necessary with how many cup co- uh topics we had to cover. Um I don't think we in, I don't think a few days ago we had intended to spend an hour on Bill and Sabin and, and Pete Carroll, but we did. And mm-hmm. I'm glad I'm glad we did as well, recognizing some coaching greatness in the game. Um it's been a pleasure, my friends. I know we'll have a lot to talk about next week as well. Um Fifth and Long fans, find us on Twitter at Fifth and Long, on Instagram at Fifth and Long Pod. YouTube, you can find us at the same handle. And stick around. Send us topics, questions, if you got them on any of our uh, DMs. And I hope you enjoyed it. Enjoy the wild card weekend games, super wild card weekend games, I should say. Love us or hate us. If we screwed you over in your picks this weekend, don't blame us. Okay. <laughs> And most importantly, of course, have a good time. Until next time. God bless. Oh, yes.